happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A. And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 256, episode two of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This, well, this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Tuesday, September 27th, 2022. Yep. 927. NCMD, National Mm -hmm. Chocolate Milk Day. Yes. NCBHD, National Corn Beef Hash Day. Okay. I like a delicious day. National Crush a Can Day, NDOF, National Day of Forgiveness, and NCD, National Scarf Day. Or, uh, yeah, NSD, that's what it should have been. Uh, shout out to Corned Beef Hash, though. That is my favorite, like... Irish food. <laughs> just, ag- but, like, aggressive, trash American breakfast. Yeah. Like, in a can. Like, I'll, I've bought this shit in a can, and the checkout lady asked oh, if I was man. okay. That is, like, the food that is so salty that I feel like sometimes you get, like, crunchy salt. Like, it when you're, like, chewing on it, it's just... Oh, it, yeah. It crystallizes. Yeah, the first, like, time you sweat after eating corned beef hash in a can, like, just full crystals come out of your pores. Just gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, shout out to corned beef hash, though. I love it. Shout out to corned beef hash. Shout out to chocolate milk. You know, an underrated... It's it's also one of my favorite things when a like second tier NBA All Star is sponsored by chocolate milk. Oh, like, dude, that, yeah, that Al campaign Horford. was violent. Like <laughs> the so idea funny. that chocolate milk was the reason these dudes are in the league. Yeah, and I mean they do recommend that as like a post workout thing if you need to get you need to get protein and you can't can't stand the taste of milk because you're a five-year-old at heart like i am you know or like go with the like clay thompson like clay thompson it's funny like, because it's like i a, refuel you're like everything oh. about it feels like a budget gatorade commercial you know right it's, yeah it's like it's in black and white and shit yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's> like, <laughs> and then you got kevin love being like and i and i fucking fuel up with chocolate milk yes like, okay kevin 
Thank you. Anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka Sweet Potatoes O'Brien. Ooh. Shout out to Dr. Ray Wing Grant, who's underrated with Sweet Potatoes. Yeah, Chris Oily on Twitter was like, well, your aka needs to be Sweet Potatoes O'Brien. And I was like, how has it not been Sweet Potatoes O'Brien before? And I think it's because everything about me just rejects that nickname. Like, that's the nickname <laughs> of somebody who is, like, a graceful athlete. Yeah, like, Sweet Potatoes just, O'Brien, yeah. Yeah, that's, that is not me. You know, my, my nicknames were, like, you know, Stonehands, Butterfingers, Shaky, right. you know? Sweet Potatoes O'Brien was, like, the forgotten white guard of the NBA, like, in right. the 60s, who was like, yo, he played like a brother. Sweet Potatoes <laughs> O'Brien. Sweet Potatoes O'Brien. He wasn't all O'Brien. stiff and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dribbled around with my head down like a old timey NBA player. In yeah, the 40s, and one hand you know? out for balance. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't want to fall over. Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray, the Lord of Lancashire, the North Hollywood sun is back. Just first of all, shout out to Seattle. I was there. I have not been to Seattle before. Very beautiful place. Shout yeah. out to y'all. Went to Dick's Burgers. Fantastic. I like the shit. Dude, the shit was like priced reasonably, even though the burgers are very normal. I was just like, damn, like this is your local shit. And it's like three bucks. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And the fries are, Getting oh my in God, and out the fries. A little bit of a run. Oh, I guess better than in and out if the fries are oh, good. Oh, you know how you know how I like on soggy floppy. Yeah. The you fries just like dicks mashed potatoes shaped like mashed potatoes pushed <laughs> through one of those Play-Doh machines yes. that like extrudes it into yes. little pasta shapes. Yes. Yeah. That yes. is your idea of a good fry. Yeah, so I was I was very happy with that. Yeah, so and also shout out to Kemp's Cannabis. <laughs> really, <laughs> had a weed shop out there. <laughs> did you spend any time in the uh, airport? I did. Yes. Did you hear the like announcements from grunge and like hair metal rockers? No, I I didn't I, I didn't those didn't those didn't clock. I was I had headphones in, but every time I had stuff out, I felt like I was hearing like the normal chatter over the thing. Yeah, that I, I it might have been just a brief window where they tried this out. I might have just been hallucinating at the time, but I'm pretty okay, sure I spent like 45 minutes in the Seattle airport and was hearing TSA announcements from like Duff McKagan from they're like, "Hey, this is Duff from Guns N' Roses." Like, yeah. Be sure that your packages are, or your bags are with you at all times. Hey, so, it's Chris Novoselic from Nirvana. Yeah. Did you pack your bags, your own bags? Make sure you <laughs> did. All right. It was very strange. Anyways, Miles, we are thrilled. Enough yes, fucking yes. around. We are yeah. thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the host of the hit First Rate Podcast, yes. Life is a Gringo. You know him yes. from The Breakfast Club, his very popular YouTube channel. He's a DJ, a music producer, a TV personality. Yes. Most importantly, he used to be the producer of a second-rate podcast yes. called The Daily He's Zeitgeist. Uh, things are clearly moving in the right direction <laughs> for him. Please welcome back to the show, DJ Drama. Hey, it's it's good to be back, man. I feel like I'm like it's like a glove. I'm just sliding back in. It just feels so right, right to be here in. with you guys. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while, <laughs> man. It's like you never left. How you been? How you been? I'm good. I'm good. Life is life is good. I think last time I talked to you guys, I was uh, dealing with the remnants of a hurricane. So I am back yeah. living in my house. Uh, you know, a little flash forward here. So I'm feeling good. I can't yeah. complain. And it's hurricane season again. Oh, yeah, no, don't yeah. don't ever remind me. Yeah, 
Right now, no. Right, right now, things are okay as things stand. Right, it's just yeah. more. What is it, Ian or something? Ian is threatening Florida. Right, yeah, right. Tampa Bay yeah. and stuff. Right? Tampa. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tampa. You know, I'm loving the background. I love the cafe lights or oh, whatever. what do we call? What's the official name for those lights that we see everywhere? Like I hear them called uh, rodeo lights. I Edison hear them called lights. Yeah, Edison lights. bulbs. Yeah, that's Edison what, uh, bulbs. The the technical term here is uh, is Edison bulbs. The Got man you. has Edison bulbs hanging yeah. behind him. If you didn't get <laughs> bing, from bing, his intro ideas. that things are uh, going pretty well. <laughs> well, actually, I, I <laughs> wish I had zoomed out the, the camera because I know you guys would appreciate this. That little like orange cable I have hanging down is uh-huh. actually a 90s Chicago Bulls basketball phone signed by Dennis Rodman. Uh, wow. if, there's, if there's one place that w- it would be appreciated, I know it would be, it would be I know. Here. Part of me Damn. is like, wait, hold on. Is that a Chicago Bulls phone cable? Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> could have been amazing. <laughs> you just know it from the cable. From the oh, yeah, I had cable, that. I had that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what is the shape of the phone? Like a bull's head oh, or like on. a basketball that says bulls on it? Yeah, I'm going to make wow. you show and tell. All right. So, oh, it's a full on basketball. It's a full basketball. Like, hello. Wow. Know, like, legit. Yeah. And then with a hand on it. Dennis that looks, Rodman. Yeah. Dennis wait, Rodman. Did, where did you get that? Okay, so I got the the ball from eBay, the phone from eBay, and then when I was at the breakfast club, I had the pleasure of meeting Dennis Rodman and getting him to sign it. And he was just like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? And that's a real quote from Dennis Rodman. I was just like, (laughs) can you just sign it? Like, just let's just make sense of this, you know? Please just sign it yeah. for me. Yeah, I know. I I can totally relate to that as somebody who also worked in a, a morning like rap show on radio. Yeah. Like when you knew somebody was coming in, you're like, oh shit, what am I gonna have right. to sign? <laughs> like I remember when Pharrell came in. I oh, like I I had a, I had my homie go like he was at the record shop. I'm like, yo, pick up any like, pick up the first Nerd album on vinyl. Right. He's like, because I don't have shit with me. And then when Pusha T came in the first time, I went oh. to the supermarket and bought boxes of baking soda and Pyrexes <laughs> for him to sign because I was like, shit, I don't have an album. And he was like, I'm not going to lie. He's like, this is the first b- box of baking soda or a Pyrex I've ever signed in my life. That's no. like, great. Thank cool. you, bro. I was in a panic. I heard you were coming in out of nowhere and there was no way. Like, Clips is one of my favorite rap duos. So was, That's yeah. legendary. That's legendary. That is yeah. such a great idea. You know what's even funnier? My mom fucking you started using the pyrex because i used to live with my mom at the time <laughs> when i moved out i had like a bunch of shit like in a corner she started yeah. using the fucking pyrex dish oh, and i she. and the fucking <laughs> signatures like faded off of it oh no so i was like it's that's on me for not taking care of that the baking yeah. soda is great though that's a that's brilliant yeah, that's easy that's yeah. easy that's you know what i mean yeah Miles is good under pressure coming up with genius ideas it is nothing efficiency. short of that spur of the moment <laughs> yeah, I wish I could. If, I wish I could take time to think of better shit. I'm like <laughs> in a panic is when I do my best thinking. <laughs> also, the the phone appears to be uh, so the basketball the the phone is made of appears to be the basketball is being held by the T1000 like right before he gets <laughs> the flesh tone. It's like there's this like haunting silver hand right it's <laughs> like holding the ball for some reason Dude, the, the the 90s was just a, a strange time for, for random 90s. collectibles you know that's yeah. right yeah <laughs> dramas we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment mm-hmm. first we're gonna tell the listeners a couple of the stories we're talking about we're going to look forward to uh three thousand years of not longing but bad faith impeachments of joe biden <laughs> if the republicans win the house that is what the next two years is going to feel like so We'll, we'll just talk about their plan to impeach Joe Biden, impe- uh, actually investigate the January 6th 
committee. <laughs> so, so they're going <laughs> to yep. impeach the impeachers. Just the most exhausting shit. We're going to talk about DeSantis's Martha's Vineyard circus and the fact that it's not playing out quite as he had foreseen it. We're going to we're going to talk about the extraordinary lengths that some people are going to to stop jacking it 24 hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week, which includes uh, letting their church see like basically spy on them, oh. installing spyware that informs your church anytime you, you look at pornography, all of wow. that. Plenty more. <laughs> wow. First, Dramos. Uh, Hold on. But like, I know we'll probably get into it, but like, doesn't God already know that shit? <laughs> yeah. Isn't he omniscient? Is, isn't he all knowing? That's a great question that mm. you need to ask your pastor. I would be like, hold on, this is, I feel like you're trying to be God right now. <laughs> right. Well, we just read, he is omnipotent, omniscient, omni-everything. Okay, okay. Mm, but you want to know what I'm looking at on Pornhub, okay. I, I think that's actually a very good argument that gets to the heart of some of the issues Look, they that created, modern religion has. Is that Christianity they created a monster well. yeah, by indoctrinating me from K through 12th grade, because now I'm like, <laughs> I know y'all logic loops. Right. And I, I would say that forcefully and raise that in the church and wonder what how people would respond. But again, I think everything's about control. So they Miles, like, anytime I fuck up real bad in my life, I just call Miles and he just <laughs> is like a, a defense attorney for my soul. It's great. He just, he's like, nah, you're a professional. Well, hold on, God. Hold on, God. Hold on, God. <laughs> hold on a second. As it says in this book of the Bible. Exactly. Uh, before we get to any of that shit, Dramos, we like to ask our guest, what is yeah. something from your search history? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I was searching this, this morning. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are into like meditation. I'm, I'm, I'm a, yeah. a pretty big connoisseur of, of that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah mindfulness, meditation. all that kind of stuff. So I'm always looking meditation. for, of course. So I'm looking for like a way to kind of go above and beyond always. Right. So I was listening to a podcast this morning and this dude was like really selling this device that he uses that apparently puts him in like another world. And I, I looked it up. It's called, the Passage. Soma Dome. Oh. And, and it's kind of like, you ever seen those flotation uh, things where people like sit in salt water? Yeah, and like, yeah, you know, yeah. But this is like, I guess, installed in your house and it's like a little dome and it's got like speakers and, and lights and shit. And it's supposed to give you like the ultimate, like, you know, just being present in your head meditation wise. So he was yeah, talking I about- I saw that thing. <laughs> That's like a futuristic bobsled, right? Right. <laughs> Almost <looks laughs> Exactly. Like... <laughs> yeah. That's such a good way to, oh my God, yeah. A futuristic bobsled with a hood over it. That's literally yeah, what Yeah, with a rave built like. in. <laughs> Exactly. So I was like, all right, let me let me look into this whole thing. And as I'm like researching, I hear him go, yeah, I mean, I dropped 25K on it. And I was just like, all right, close oh, out okay. the, uh, let me close and out the old Safari out. search. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's back to turning off the lights and uh, and looking at Headspace. You're know, listening to Headspace yeah. on my on my Spotify uh, playlist. Not only do you, know? you close the tab, but you have to erase the cookies so that <laughs> Amazon and, you know, the, <laughs> the algorithm doesn't start, think you think to start sending oh, shit they, about they, $25,000. They've, they've made a broke boy version. Oh, really? Home. Yeah, oh. and it looks like a fucking like a uh, a little collapsing camping chair. You'd bring to a little league <laughs> game or like a so AYSO game, and with like a light <laughs> flap on top. It looks like the low budget bro like brother of Soma Dome. See, mm. I I love that, and it, it's like if somebody breaks in your house and they see that, they're just gonna walk right back out because like this broke ass motherfucker yeah, can't even like, get oh, the real got deal. The dome, you got right. the dome, <laughs> uh, bro. No, we're good. We're good. Whereas the other one, they'll think it's a time machine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or just freak them out. They're like, a mad scientist lives here. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever done sensory deprivation? No, I yeah. really want to do that. I, haven't. I did it. You have? Okay. Uh, but I, 
Yeah, Dylan, you have experience. Me, I'd love to hear yours. If it well, so, me. I had built it up in my mind. I talked to a lot of people who are really into meditation. I'm into like getting into meditation ish. Yeah, and I'm into getting into. <laughs> I'm, I'm like preparing to be willing to get into getting yeah. into. You're, you're meditation. meditation I'm doing the pre- the prep right. to get to be into meditation. So I went and did it, mm-hmm. and I think I think this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm told this is a good thing, but yeah. they I closed my eyes, the lights went down, and then it seemed like a split second later the lights came back on and they mm. were like, Yep, that was forty five minutes. And I I guess it was like just the most relaxing sleep or they yeah. were fucking with me. I can't I can't tell <laughs> they which they shifted all the clocks and shit. <laughs> right. It's like that <laughs> office episode where they Michael fell asleep and the office yeah. the clocks like, like it's five, bro. Right. <laughs> He's like, Oh, all right. <laughs> get her get out of here. Yeah, it was the closest I've come to time travel since That's a good, wait, drinking so, and using drugs. <laughs> did you feel like your your experience would feel like four and a half hours? And that was why it was maybe a little bit like, oh, shit, hmm. time just went rapidly quickly without any stimulus. It was just like 45 minutes, but it just went yeah. so fast. I thought, yeah, I think I had built it up like, okay, the, this could go one of two ways. It could be like very trippy and like that's supposed to, you're like traveling places in your mind right. is what one thing I've heard. And the other thing I had heard is like you just are in, in there and you want to get out. Like I've heard about it going badly. I'd never heard someone just be like, yeah, close my eyes and it was over. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. I, so I, I yeah. think, I built it up in my head a lot too. I thought it was gonna be life changing, and and then I I go and I open the thing and it's got like little like stuff at the bottom of like the water thing and it, that just grossed me out because I was thinking what was the other person that was in here before me? They obviously didn't yeah. clean this water. Yeah, and then yeah. the the part of me that is like uh, the child of an immigrant who like makes himself feel small is like you know what I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna deal with it. You know, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the so first half the hour, skin flex it, get in my ear. Right, right. <laughs> the, the, but the first half hour is just me thinking about what it could be and being grossed out by the fact I'm laying oh, in this water. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I fell asleep at some point. Woke up and it was kind of a similar thing. I was just kind of like, all right, I guess it was like good sleep. I I don't know. It wasn't what I hoped it would be. Yeah. It was super, super fast. But yeah, yeah, Zeitgang, let us know what, what your experience is with sensory deprivation. I've definitely heard from people who like had really trippy experiences. My one friend, Hunter, mm. is like got in there and really got after it. Hunter, right. Because you're saying uh, his dad the, was putting a lot of pressure yeah, on him. Yeah, his dad like put a lot office. of pressure on him. So he said he went in there and had a little party in there. I didn't really exactly know what that meant. But, <laughs> but he left his laptop like at the place, right? And he was like, he went back <laughs> I think and he was might gone. Have. Yeah. yeah. What uh, <laughs> what's something you think is overrated dramas? I, I've been realizing this recently. I think like being young, like being in your 20s, I think that that period of your life is overrated. Okay, uh, yeah. and, and I say that now as somebody who is almost in his mid 30s. And I'm just like, man, I really get to do all the shit that I want to do. I get to take naps when I want to. I get to go eat a good meal when I want to. Um, I'm spending stupid money on like, uh, you know, craft beers just because I want to see this like, caramel cotton candy flavor thrown in a beer you know what i'm saying like but like i feel like i'm really living right now you know and and i'm not having to run around to like you know all hours of the night you know chasing after god knows what to feel like i'm i'm living so that's the realization i've come to maybe it's me trying to kind of you know heal myself or feeling like i'm getting older but i just know that when i was 21 i thought somebody who was 30 was like ancient and that their life was over and i feel like the older i've gotten the more i realized that might have been a lie that we were all told Yeah. yeah I feel like the difference for me, like I, f- I would say like my 20s was spent avoiding life mm. and my 30s have been embracing it. 
Like I was the chaos of my youth was just like, yeah. fuck that. Like, let me get fucked up. Let me mm-hmm, put my mm-hmm. attention into all this other like vapid shit that wasn't yeah. really meaningful to me. And just kind of like living in a fucking, you know, like with my head in the clouds. Right. Not that it was bad, but like I needed all that time to dial in like what was important to me to fuck up enough times to realize <laughs> like what I never want to do to myself or things I need to embrace about myself. And right. yeah, like now as I'm older, I'm like, I feel like I have the the ability to appreciate life more than yeah. just kind of taking it for granted. Because when you're a kid, you're like, I'll do that shit later, man. I'm fucking right. 24. Like, fuck, I'm going to be popping for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. But even traveling, like, if you think about when you used to travel in your 20s, it was like, I'm going to go to this city I've never been to. And rather than really explore it, I'm just going to get fucked up at every single bar yeah. or club <laughs> like, in the area. Yeah, I remember and, it, yeah. yeah. And I have no idea really about the city aside from what the nightlife looked like. Yeah. yeah. I would be like, I would go to a city based on who had who was a promoter at a bar, right. like at a club. <laughs> I'm like, man, I ain't going to fucking Italy. I'm going to East St. Louis because the homie is working at the pink slip. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like that's true generally across. Like as a culture, we devalue anything outside of the 18 to 34 Mm -hmm. demographic because that's just who we can make money off of. Like the civilization has learned to make money off of. And then once once you have kids, like 35 is the average age that you have kids. So like then... Mm they just give up on you but from from the actual individual person's perspective the longer you get to try being a an adult human the better you get at it you know the the more you learn at least if you're learning like i i was you know i needed to stop doing certain things to you know start start actually learning how to live as a human but yeah i Mm. there's a clear differentiation like where i was like oh actually like your life can get progressively easier as you learn how to right. just like deal with shit instead of yeah like miles like you said like put finding ways to get around the shit yeah. or just mm-hmm. like you know dead it out just like, oh, yeah. I'm not dealing with that I'm not going to confront that truth right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll exactly. fucking, I will I will do so much ecstasy at this music festival it sounds <laughs> uncomfortable and I then write not. all kinds of incoherent things in my notes app <laughs> like, oh yeah i figured it out man edm economic distraction music yeah. i'm like what the fuck where did that come from <laughs> <laughs> what uh what's something you think is underrated all right so i think uh watching what's unfolding with like the the head coach of the boston celtics i think mm. uh i think not cheating is very underrated at, at this mm. point in in life because you're literally just watching like this man threw away basically everything he's ever worked for just for you know uh a few moments of like you know cheating on his his woman or whatever you know so yeah i think think, uh not cheating is definitely underrated yeah man is there another shoe that's supposed to drop with all this there's like like yeah, they, they said everybody's they were, hinting at like, well, I know the real story, so that's why I'm like, everybody right, like, like Richard Jefferson saying was saying that. shit like that. I'm right, like, well, what? Right. He's like, where'd you find out the truth? I'm like, what is going on? Because <laughs> like, Sarver's like vile, misogynistic, racist ass also got the same suspension. And I'm like, so <laughs> is a that's I'm like to the Celtics. Are they so Catholic that infidelity is like there <laughs> right. too, or is there right. something deeper? Because like other things I've read too were like. People were coming at Woj because they're like, Woj, it was CAA. Ime Udoka's on CAA, so he's mm-hmm. giving a very positive spin. Everybody else in the league thinks he's done. And I'm like, for what? Right, right, right. Yeah, it's it seems like we don't have the whole story, but I do think one thing we can take from it is that 
Jamal Bowman is thirsty. Probably, probably take that one back. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not worth it. It, it. It's just not not worth it. it it's just ridiculous. Did yeah. you see that? That was so funny on Twitter. Like Jamal Bowman, he like tweeted uh, the congressman from New York. He's like, I don't know how somebody tweet on a being like Nia Long. She is so exquisite. Like you would, uh-huh. and people are like, wow, Thirsty. you are down bad, homie. They're like, <laughs> I think somebody, I think like Sam Sanders or someone retweeted. They're like, my brother in Christ, sir, you are a member of Congress. <laughs> and then he tweeted a picture like two days later, like with his partner, like with some woman he's dating, I think. And he's like, yeah. just so y'all know, I'm good. I've been good. And everyone was like, ooh, somebody told you to post that shit after the Nia right. Long. It was yeah. just a very... There's so many other side things that have come out of the Udoka thing, but yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess, but all right, let's take a quick break. Yeah. We'll be right back. Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, I had a bustling retail business, and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate, whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier, Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, 
a military-trained seduction spy, reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And yeah, this isn't like that. This is more of a placeholder to be like, but we will be coming back to this one if if the Republicans win the House, which I still feel like they're going to win. Projections the House. look that way. Yeah, the projections are saying like it's swinging Democrat, but it's still like two twelve to two twenty three or something. It was like two twenty six a month ago. So like at this pace, like if they're losing maybe three seats a month. Uh, like in the projections, they would still probably stand to win the House. Yeah. And if they win the House, man, if you thought politics was frustratingly cynical before, like mm. wait until the Republican House starts launching impeachment inquiries into Joe Biden, starts launching investigations into the January 6th committee, like just weaponizing every <laughs> every weapon that has been used to you know, in many cases, try to hold Donald Trump accountable for, you know, trying to barter like weapons for political secrets in the ca- mm-hmm. in the case of the, the the impeachment that actually went through. Yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like they're going to be trying to impeach Biden on like the Hunter laptop. Who, who knows what else? Probably, maybe Afghanistan has been mentioned and his mm-hmm. handling of that. So we might have another Benghazi. I mean, I'd, I, I mean, certainly woke, woke Afghanistan gas prices. We remember that segment. Right. In <laughs> yeah. Newsmax where they helped us realize. Yeah. And like, that's the other thing is that if, so they're impeaching him about Afghanistan. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, he fucked that. <laughs> like he mm-hmm. like yeah, a lot cool. of the stuff he did there was terrible. But like that is I have to think that's part of the strategy is like, Okay, you're gonna defend this guy, and and like that's such a distraction, such a drain on just the genuine political energy that people have to like see see some things change. Yeah, I don't. I, if part of me thinks like this is just them trying to figure out what to say, like it's mm-hmm. all about chumming the waters for the like for their for their base, right? Mm-hmm. Got and it. like we've seen a few different attempts. Like just constantly backfire, right? So then maybe they're like, okay, what if we get back into revenge mode? Maybe revenge <laughs> mode will get them out out the seats sure. again. Yeah, but it doesn't. I don't know if revenge mode will. Like right now, there was a new poll that said Trump's his support like went down like twenty points mm. recently yeah. among Republicans. So I don't know. Like there's there's clearly there's clear whatever the polling says or doesn't say. There's clearly yeah. like an enthusiasm gap that they're trying to address. And they right. and they're like their normal tools of being just inhumane to people who are trying to look for a better life or going after trans people or whatever isn't moving the needle enough. So I think that's why it feels like remember, like, I think they're like just like Democrats are like, hey, y'all, if we, you know, get the Senate, like we will then give a fuck about, you know, abortion access this right. time. Right. We swear this <laughs> time. Yeah. Because right. everybody's got to paint a picture of what happens Ooh, when we win, honey. Look, this is look what's going to come. <laughs> And I think for them, they've tried all these other things like we are going to fucking, you know, just completely mistreat human beings or they're like, okay, how about we go after Biden's ass? That's what it feels like. But either way, I I definitely believe them when they say that. Right. But 
it, when do we reach like peak crazy though, right? Like, because this has to tip at some point. And every time you think, all right, like there's no way his base is going to go along with this, like these asinine stories they're making up or, or trying to defend this. There's always another excuse. There's always another crazy person trying to do something. I, I, I just wonder, like, when does the crazy get too crazy for like even the majority crazies that follow the MAGA party almost, you know? I don't know. I feel like right now it's more like that the, like the optics are so bluntly, so blunt and so mm. plainly fucked up looking that they're like, oh, okay. Cause like there, there was a, somebody went on George Stephanopoulos' show. I forget which, I think it was Barrasso, Senator Barrasso. And mm. he like, he was trying to like, Stephanopoulos was like, fam, you know, you can't just declassify shit with your mind. <laughs> you know that. Like, you know <laughs> better, right. fool. And he's like, well, I don't, like, he was like, mm, mm, mm. and like <laughs> Stephanopoulos started to laugh, basically laughing at this dude. And he's like, yeah, maybe you're right. Like there's, it's clear that there's like, so even like the Hannity thing, when he was, was had that say, terrible yeah. interview with Hannity, even like Hannity was like, well, like, isn't there video of the FBI planning shit? If you like <laughs> right. are saying they're, they're planning shit. And he's like, I don't know. Like, no, nah, I think it happened in like, the house uh, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I like, in a room anyways, moving on. <laughs> I feel like the instincts to be like, they're gonna figure, like, eventually this yeah. is going to hit a bottom and they will bounce back. Mm. That, to this point, has not served me well. Mm. I feel like I was asking that question three years ago, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And they, now we have... Trump giving a speech with like dramatic music behind him as they give him the one the the QAnon where we go one we go all salute like mm -hmm. that feels like it would have seemed beyond beyond like w what anybody would go along with a, a while right. back right I guess QAnon seemed like it w well, was beyond but, what people see, would go along with a while back but, but QAnon you know what it keeps going. They're they're like going it's like they're going through records at a record store. They're like, okay, right. what about xenophobia? They're like, okay, right. that was not hitting. Uh, like they're DJing and shit. Okay, <laughs> well, fuck, uh, switch it up. Oh, I got right. this new white label from yeah. QAnon. Oh, I hope y'all ready for this. They haven't been playing in one club out here. <laughs> and recently at the North Carolina rally, uh, the like people at the like people that were officials with the Trump rally, they were stopping people from doing the QAnon salute. Right. Mm. So clearly from the even the Trump side, they're like, bro, we can't. We, no, no, no. Like, that's a bridge too far, even for like the, what they call, quote unquote, normal Republicans. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. Uh, that they're constantly like you're the flip flopping. It's they're just in this very, very wild phase. That's why I'm like curious. Right. Like, I, was just, I, I do want to play this clip of Kevin McCarthy, because <laughs> just like we're talking about this, like, like painting a vision of what it looks like when the Republicans take the House. Mm. This is like one of the main this this soundbite of him of of uh, Kevin McCarthy on Fox News just sums up just how bizarre they think like what motivates people to vote for them. Uh, so just listen to this about why you, you're going to be loving a fucking Republican controlled house. Hold the law. We will secure our borders so your kids won't have to fear wondering that they're buying fentanyl and are going to OD. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Well, then, okay, I'm sorry, Kevin. I, I think I misheard you. What was that again? <laughs> we will secure our borders. Uh -huh. Okay, so you secure the borders. Okay, so, okay. so no that's, more brown people. Okay, I'm with point. that. I'm with that. What those so your kids won't have to fear wondering that they're buying fentanyl and are going to OD. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how many of the homies are buying fentanyl. <laughs> Unless you, like, have terrible pain and, like, you know, like, you don't have health insurance. Maybe you're using it like that. Or, <laughs> again, they... Wondering... They keep, 
if there so he that that's that is a blind for, swipe well maybe so now you're with like, drug use look we're right, gonna get that, yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna allow that your kids are doing drugs but <laughs> right. we they we're gonna they're gonna be clean drugs they're gonna right. be oh, the best the purest that's pretty product. progressive actually so you criminalizing progressive i, know, no, I didn't know that was gonna shit. work with the with the republican <laughs> base i'm sorry i don't think through things i'm just word salading talking points i said border fentanyl safe right <laughs> so you could you could save your kids could safely feed their coke habit and not right. have to worry about this right. fentanyl coming with, from over the border. And I, maybe that's what he does or doesn't mean, but it's just wild. Like because like you're saying, if they win in the house, they're going to they're not going to advance a single fucking bill that would mm-hmm. help anybody. If anything, they're right. going to try and dismantle any progress yeah. that's been made because that's the whole thing. The lack of forward progress is exactly what Republicans need because the less progress there is the more people that are on the edge and the more people that are on the edge, the more susceptible they are to their autocratic bullshit. And they need that. They can't have people that are supported or people who are like getting in touch with their like worker power and shit like that. That's completely antithetical to like this, the sort of environment they need to sort of, you know, swoop in and, and get all these votes that they think they can get. And it's just wild watching their whole platform is just basically shift. Like it's, it's watching them, kind of deal with this shift in like the racial status quo or like mm-hmm. of just like white male dominance because that's all right. everything that's like it's a reaction to all of this and it's like i'm trying to figure out what phase of like the kubler ross grief cycle they're in <laughs> like they're, we're, we're definitely past denial that may have been yeah, like right. five years ago or something <laughs> and then on anger yeah like we're we're fully in anger mode we are fully in anger mode like of all this shit like you know think of any time you felt wronged like you first you're like no it's not that bad and then you start going man you know what if only this motherfucker did this or if only Mm -hmm. this shit happened if only these people weren't in the way that's what all their legislation looks like it's just going outward and being like fuck all these just putting everybody like just they're on attack mode and i mean if there's if americans are smart enough and their numbers decrease you know in elected office I maybe we'll see them start bargaining in a weird way or maybe they're bargaining now, you know, because right, right now they're like, oh, shit, xenophobia's not working. Oh, shit, QAnon, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Who do I got to embrace now? But yeah, it's, it's just wild to watch it, you know, because at the end of the day, all they want is to watch people suffer. Yeah, it, it's it's scary to think there's no like logical end in sight because I think you've you've dismantled the idea of like thinking rationally, right? So like, You've basically programmed them to say anything that is brought out there is a conspiracy theory, right? So, you know, Bill Gates is behind everything that's happening and this is behind this, right? Uh, and so where do you you end at that point? Because to me, even one thing I would I, I might have thought for a while, be like, okay, well, if Donald Trump gets like the charges come up and, and he gets, you know, you know, held to justice for any of the things that he's done, and there's solid proof and maybe that'll kind of begin to like settle things. But that might actually make things even worse because these people might then be even more angry and feel like they, you know, have to quote unquote save this this country and things get even crazier, you know. So right. yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around like what does the the end of this really scary story we're living in, you know, look like? Yeah. I mean, there is a logic where with you know, they they're doubling down on a non functioning society, the non functioning, you know, civilization that we have right now. And mm-hmm. the primary like symptoms of of that is you know, profound spiritual emptiness and mm. deep, deep loneliness. And right. 
Drugs is one of the most popular ways of dealing with that. So maybe they're going to just be like, we're the drugs party, man. We got, we're going to make sure your drugs are clean. Like Ain't Soma no all the here, way. <laughs> yeah. Just like brave new world. It like if, if wow, Republicans like, did that, that would actually, <laughs> I feel like, like yo, it goes man, against Can you get them, some bro. drugs for this weekend? They're like, yeah, I got the homie Tucker, bro. Out of <laughs> Connecticut, bro. His shit fired. Oh, and for safe, sure. And safe and safe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, I mean, they don't fuck around those conservative drug dealers. Yeah, that's the <laughs> your kids doing drugs with fentanyl. And it is like the the they are so desperate for a, you know, the immigration situation to like affect them negatively in some way mm -hmm. that they're, they're just reaching. They're like your kids. man. I mean, they when they go to cut up a line. You know, yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! What? <laughs> like, Speaking to the base of you know other senators and the other, free base, uh, yeah, and other House members. Yeah, but like again, like this is just sort of fits into with like DeSantis's Martha's mm. Vineyard, you know, human circus, right? In his Swinging mind, his mind, he's like, okay, I get it. The playbook is cruelty. I get mm -hmm. it. that's what every Republican knows. The playbook is fucking cruelty right now, mm -hmm. and. So, again, it was no surprise when he's taking living human beings as like pawns in like an IRL shit post, like mm. when he rounded up migrants under the, this, like the false pretenses and flying them to Martha's Vineyard. And his hope, like, you know, you could you could tell what his idea was, because basically Tucker Carlson, like, just completely messaged this like a month or two ago to mm. him being like, and what if? The migrants went to Martha's Vineyard. I'm sure the liberal elites there would would surely at that point not would have to be would have to deal with the reality because they're so far away from the southern border, et cetera. So they show up there and he was probably thinking that these people would be like, ah, gross, get them out. I'm mm. sure maybe some people were. But on the other hand, there are other people who were like, holy shit, what happened? This right. whole just what? And they just dumped you here. Do you know anybody here? No. OK, you have a place to stay. Well, shit, here's food. Well, you don't got shit. And and now he's looking at multiple investigations of like lawsuits. And this whole stunt is really beginning to look like now like a one point six million dollar tax funded event. And this is now it's not only pissed off like uh, like Hispanic voters in Florida and mm -hmm. just around the country. He's also upset like fellow trash governor, homie Greg Abbott, <laughs> because DeSantis, as we know, they are not. Where's their border? Like. They right. don't have a southern border. I mean, aside from, yes, people who might be coming over the ocean or whatever, but it's not in the same way, like in terms of the discourse that conservatives talk about the border. Mm -hmm. And Abbott was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, you just coming to my state and grabbing people up? And it, I don't think it was that it was like it was inhumane is what put Greg Abbott off. It's like, bro, you can't come into my fucking state and do this kind of shit and not tell me about it. Like Now, <laughs> yeah. now, now I'm dragged into it now. Like, we didn't really get our story straight. So. Now that, like, I feel like most of America has been aligned on how just terrible this, like, stupid fucking stunt was, DeSantis is now trying to paint, like, his, like this as part of his outstanding record on helping people. He said, wow. the office said, quote, Florida gave them an opportunity to seek greener pastures in a sanctuary jurisdiction that offered greater resources for them. They have been provided accommodations, sustenance, clothing, and more options to succeed. That wasn't from the state. That was from the people there who responded to seeing other humans get dumped off like garbage. Right. That wasn't because of the, we say like, oh, these great sanctuary jurisdictions. So it's just this, it's wild to then again, see this same playbook like white supremacists were using in the sixties with like re what they call reverse freedom rides where they're like, how about we get you out the South black people? And we'll mm -hmm. tell we'll, we'll here's a one-way bus ticket 
to a northern city, will lie to you and tell you there's all this, that, and the other, and it's not there. But guess what? You got no way back now. Mm. And it's weird, like, dramas, when you say, like, what's too much? Because right. Jared Kushner, like, obviously, he's a good barometer of, like, what's like, <laughs> what's going to be the most self-serving take to right, have right, right now? And and he wasn't doubling down. He's yeah. He actually used the phrase, we have to remember these are human beings. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. I, it's, so it's clear enough to the self, you know, like the the ghouls who are like always acting in self-preservation. Like, right. don't fucking go that far, y'all. So that's how you know you fucked up when Jared Kushner becomes a voice of reason. Yeah, yes. 100%. 100%. But... I mean, yeah, like, and now, like, Charlie Crist, his opponent that's mm. running against him in the in the election, you know, like, this one poll has Crist now in the lead. Like, mm. it's, it, like, inverted. And other people, I think, more realistically, it's the, I think it's probably just tightening. But it was 100%, like, uh, many people, like, this just, that just looked like a stunt, really. And that yeah. maybe only energized, like, 5% of your voters, really, in a way that they're like, yep, that's it. Man. Right. Yeah. You hope that, you know, that this was like a, a terrible thing that leads to somebody like him getting ousted, you know what I mean, from right. from his his seat. You know, that's kind of what the only thing you can kind of hope out of this thing. But I'm still pessimistic regardless of any of those polls or anything like that, because it just seems oh, yeah. like, man, nothing really like there's so many there's far more hardcore like lovers of this whole MAGA ideal that. Like nothing is 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 too far for them. So I I don't ever want to get like optimistic. Like, okay, is this going to be the thing that wakes people up? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, I don't think it ever will. I think the only right. thing is to see that like more people are just becoming savvier. And mm. I guess what's sad is like the bar for how savvy you are is like, can you see someone being mistreated and be like, that's not good. Right. That's like objectively that's bad PR. Yeah. Right. <laughs> some people are I think some people are at, at it's bad PR. Other people right. may have graduated to the next level of sympathy and empathy and be like, that is not good to do it to another human person. Because yeah. I wouldn't want that to happen to me. But right. yeah, I think all of this shows though, like that for all of the, you know, influence that they have over the movement, like it's just it should become clear to just most people that it's like they're never offering somebody like a better life. Actually, right. like as their campaign promise, like right. they're just like, we will make motherfuckers cry and live in fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are y'all good? Are y'all also upset that like you see too many people who don't look like, you know, this town used to look mm -hmm. around? Yep. OK, then we can do something about that and we can just wallow in our inability to like grieve the fact that maybe the country is changing and it's time to embrace something different. And I think that's and the country is better when it's not all elderly exactly. white men running <laughs> the whole fucking thing. And that's what hurts them most of all, I think, right. you know? Yeah. And absolutely. that's why they're so, I think you were right on that. They're just stuck in the anger stage of coping. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the only stage of coping that really works with the, you know, overall Republican comportment. You know, right. is of, mm -hmm. of toxic masculinity is just being mad and trying to right. hurt people. Absolutely. And it takes so many like that's I feel like so many people just get stuck in any, like any situation where you're actually like if you're grieving anything mm -hmm. yeah. like anger is the one I think that feels the most like feels right to a lot of people. And then obviously yeah, like right. depression and many other things, too. But yeah. it feels like a lot of people get stuck in the angry part. And you meet people, too, like who have gone through tragedies. And like, that's usually the thing that when they have breakthroughs as human beings is that like, I got I let go of the anger. 
Right. right. Well, the anger is the easiest thing, right? You can yeah. you can be upset with a, a tragedy happening in your life, and you can go out and be cursing people out on the street or in your car or whatever, right? Like that's the easiest emotion to sort of live in and to yeah. get some sort of like instant gratification, you know, if yeah. you like yeah. own the Feels libs, good. you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And people have turned their whole car into, I am not over whatever I'm grieving right. with all my bumper stickers. It's like, <laughs> yeah. fuck you, Nancy. Like, <laughs> <Right. what? laughs> Yo, we need to make the TDZ bumper sticker. I am not over whatever I'm grieving. <laughs> right, exactly. But do it in the MAGA font. Like, yeah, yeah. that's truly all these people. Like, you, you, they never, they're incapable of having an actual discussion on the right. merits or about policy because they're not even existing in a world where there are so policy-based solutions to anything or mm-hmm. solutions to anything. Yeah. They're living, they're, they're caught in this like anger cycle of, I don't have this, or I feel like life can be better, which many people are experiencing, but they're firmly in the column of, and I know exactly who to blame. And it's right. the wrong people rather than, okay, I've, how many of us can accept that the world needs to change and then find a way to energize yourself to say, well, there's a direction I can move in rather than just turn the heat up on my ass and just Mm -hmm. fucking be a pot that boils over and eventually causes a kitchen fire. Yeah. I am curious how this red, how the Martha's Vineyard stunt red in right wing media. Like I just Mm. looked on the front page of Fox news to, to your point dramas that like, it, it feels like, yeah, this is pretty clear cut to right. this should be just an argument in and of itself to everybody but front page of fox news is not mentioning this story at all instead the only desantis story they have florida democrat county commissioner proudly endorses desantis he's done an <laughs> incredible job so yeah which feels like kind of a weak yeah I, i'm sure it's hugely within their interest like i think fox news generally when you hear people talk about what the Murdochs in charge want, they want DeSantis to be the president and Trump to right. be kind of out of the. So the fact that the best they can do right now, as we're this close to the midterms, is have a, a county commissioner endorsing Ron DeSantis <laughs> is pretty. I don't know, man. I think they I want. Mean, I think they want it better for this Martha's Vineyard story. They got one. Uh, one went up uh, this morning. Florida-based Hispanic conservatives approve of DeSantis's Martha's Vineyard strategy, <laughs> despite media narrative. That's there one of go. the fucking main things. Okay. And they base this on a poll that they did on Fox News Digital of their own viewers. Right, right, right. Come on. Like, Man, uh, the, the, it's just the media fucking cycle of like algorithmic giving you exactly what you want, you know, uh, yeah. just like social media. And, and I think that's the answer as to why people aren't getting awakened just because they keep getting inundated with things that just continue to double down on the bullshit that they Oh, wait, here's another one. Professor Charles Xavier proves that things (laughs) can be done merely through thought. Damn. Which is very interesting. Wow. Wow. So we we do an X-Men lore now. Yeah. (laughs) Professor X is now giving, uh, you know, credence to the the idea that fucking Trump can declassify Declassify documents. Yeah, for sure. Love that. Okay, Fox. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we're back. And it's time to talk shameware, which is a word that mm. now it's Not shapeware? Not shapeware. Shameware, baby. Oh, okay. There is a multi-million dollar industry of, quote, accountability apps to help... <laughs> Police online activity, and it's not just for parents. It's also for people whose lives have been ruled by internet porn. Mm. Clinical porn addiction is both in clinical settings. It's a contested issue, but still considered a real problem. And the way that people are using this is apps like Covenant Eyes, which allows you to set up a chaperone (laughs) or, quote, accountability partner. Uh, presumably a friend or loved one who basically mm. gets sent a message and a blurred out photo every time <laughs> you look at porn on your device, all for a monthly fee. Oh, fuck off. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, what do, you, what do you, I don't understand what, what is the blurry photo? Of whatever you were looking at. How is that relevant? <laughs> I don't know. That does feel like a tease. <laughs> like they're trying to create more porn addicts. <laughs> Yeah, or it's like, want to upgrade to pro covenant? Right. <laughs> right. And then you get not, the full picture. Not only are you getting shamed for watching porn, you're going to get shamed for what kind of porn you're watching. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like a exactly. double whammy of shame. Well, yeah. 
Right. That, that, honestly, oh man, some of these people are <laughs> fucking foolish, dude. You're snitching on your. They, they should make this. They should call it compromat eyes. Because <laughs> you're going to give somebody all this shit to be like, you know, you know, I know yeah. what you've been looking at, right? Right. Yeah. You better exhibit, tell your wife to not run for church treasury. Yeah. <laughs> exhibit A right. through double C of, or of through double Z of your divorce here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. The, the Covenant Eyes website even makes their simple process into a little visual story. Hmm. So first we have a guy who looks like he just got done, you know, taking a jog. He's in like weird athleisure wear and just looks like sweaty. And he's sitting in a <laughs> dimly lit hotel room, just like crouched over over a laptop. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the next picture is them with a friend in a coffee shop. <laughs> so they're like having <laughs> having a public conversation about their internet porn history in a crowded coffee shop with another adult. And then mm-hmm. step three is th- the man and his wife just laughing their asses off at a baby. So, yeah. like, once you've stopped cranking <laughs> it 24-7, you're free to finally stop wasting all that sperm and impregnate a, a partner, thus ensuring the survival of the human race. And mm-hmm. they are... This baby just said something fucking hilarious. It is a <laughs> one-year-old baby, but their their response is, uh, is like, deaf comedy jam audience level. The- <laughs> Yeah, the, like, slideshow is wild. Like, the first slide, porn creates shame. Shame fuels porn usage. Shame is the feeling that we are flawed and unworthy of love. Using porn creates shame, which isolates us, and we return to porn to cope. We call this the shame cycle. And then the one with the black dude at the coffee shop, It to me, it looks funnier. The dude's energy almost looks like, bro, you know, there's a lot better porn out there than the shit you watch. <laughs> like, it didn't, didn't feel like they're having, like, an earnest conversation about, like, hey, man, yeah. you, falling, you weak, bro? Can we get you back? Can we get you strong again? He was almost like, how the fuck you even search for shit like that? He's like, the guy's face to him. It was more of like yeah. an intervention. Yeah, like, he does look like it? he's giving him, like, he's kind of like, man, you are, wow. Bro, you know, you don't have to pay for it these days, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, like, it's free on, on, on most sites out there. High quality yeah. HD. He's like, yeah, even on Pornhub, they have, they right. usually have their own channel where you can get that in the previews. <laughs> And it says the power of Covenant Eyes. Our powerful Covenant Eyes app monitors your devices and sends a feed of your activity to your ally through the Victory app. Knowing someone else is going to see your screen Victory activity app. helps you have important conversations, overcome temptation, and find lasting freedom. Who? Now, look, I've not, I know, we've definitely have listeners, like, I've had all kinds of wild stories from y'all who've talked about how, like, this, the the, the shaming of, like, your sexuality and shit, mm. how big that is, right? Absolutely. And, like, varying sure. degrees. I'm very curious, right, how this would be sold to the congregation, like, how that conversation plays out. Like, yeah. it's just like, hey, oh, man, I saw, like, he's <laughs> gonna, like, how do you pull up to the homie like that? Yeah. Hey, bro. <laughs> i I think you've there been, are definitely people slipping, huh? who like have like out of control, you know, problems that they need help with for sure. For sure. It just feels it feels th- that they are trying to insert themselves into a process like, you know, support groups are great for things right. like this. You know, it's yeah. great to have another person who got through the same issue that you're dealing with, who you can sit down and talk to. Sure. You don't need like a spyware <laughs> entered into your phone. <laughs> That is not like the most secure spyware in the world, presumably, that is like creating receipts of every time you you backslide. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, that can't be good for anybody who's trying to have their eyes forward, yeah, progress <laughs> in their life, and then be like, yo, because you know, there's like a whole data file with like every single video right. you looked at the last right. months. I love how they say that this that porn causes shame. So their answer is allow shame. us to shame, shame you for yes. watching porn. Yes. We're going to shame you out of your shame so you no longer feel the shame of right. watching porn. And that's how you right. break the shame cycle. Right. <laughs> shame versus shame, okay? Shame versus yeah. shame equals no shame. We all know that, <laughs> yeah. okay? So the these apps, uh, some of these apps advertise their services to churches. One is called Accountable to You and advertises group rates for churches or small groups. And Covenant nice. Eyes has a button on the main page specifically for pastors and church leaders, which, mm. I mean, if if people, I, I'm sure there are people going to their pastors, like maybe this is a problem that like pastors are hearing about more often and like, but I, I just feel like spyware is not, it's not the answer. No, like, what, right. You, honesty, no, find, it, finding a way to be honest about it. Is no, like, but that's the whole shit, right? Because you can't be honest, right? Like if right. you have, if you're mm -hmm. struggling with something, especially sexually and you're in a conservative church environment. Right. It's got to be the police state. It's got yeah. yeah, to be the carceral <laughs> system when it like, comes to Like, I'm sure to the conservative you. church, if you're struggling with, like, your own sexuality, you can be like, hey, like, you know, if you said, oh, you know, I, I, I'm gay, they'd be like, no, you're not. Right. Oh, yeah, that's exactly oh, what happened, course. actually. Yeah, and the evangelical churches are using the app to make sure people in their congregation aren't looking up anything that could be considered gay. One right. former member of a Southern Baptist church called it shameware, literally, and said that, yeah, they, they basically put ask them to put this on their phone like it does it does feel like i again there are definitely people who need help would go to a pastor might get mm -hmm. really good help from a really like good pastor with a issue like this but i could also see a situation where it's like all right so how many of you out there like in this men's group like have ever like looked at internet pornography. All right. Everyone who raised their hand, like see me after the meeting, you have <laughs> yeah, to put right. this on your phone. And then yeah. they like use that the same way that Scientology uses, you know, Scientology does that thing where when you're entering, you're supposed to give this like super honest, like deep reading of yourself to another Scientologist, like a expert in Scientology. And then they use what they learn in that to blackmail you. you. Right. 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 Well, I mean, she, to your point, I think if it, you know, obviously certain people do struggle with it. It's a real thing, right? Maybe it, it's your vice and, and you're like, you know, prioritizing it over other things in your life that you shouldn't be. But to your, to your point, if that really was the issue, then it would sort of end at, okay, you visited a porn site, we got a notification. But the fact that they want to put a picture up of it, so <laughs> yeah. that like you're what ousted you as to though, what dude? type of porn you're looking at specifically, <laughs> yeah. I think like erases any claims that they're trying to help people. It just doubles down the fact that this is about shaming you uh, and also surveilling, you know, if you are a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. yeah. In a test by Wired, the anti-porn software flagged content with keywords like gay or lesbian in the mm. URL, including U.S. Centers for Disease Control website for LGBTQ youth <laughs> resources. Wow. So, so, so they're just spying on that, like right. spying on anybody who has questions about that. Right. It sounds like a product that wasn't meant for this, that people were like, you know, what we can do with this technology in a really weird, like inefficient way is shame people. <laughs> yeah. No, the NS, this was uh, at least one of these apps was created by a former NSA mathematician. Mm. Oh, okay. Shout out Wanda yep. Sykes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know Wanda Sykes worked for the NSA? 
I no. had no idea. Yes, that's when? what. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to take a left turn here because you know <laughs> we were talking about Ring Nation because Amazon owns Ring cameras now. They right. own a the Ring camera company, so they're doing a show on Prime called Ring Nation, which is all Ring camera stuff, and it's just a, it's just with the cops and like it's like it's probably gonna be a Ooh. mix of like you know they say America's fun reunion videos. videos and cops. Yeah, but right. it's probably going to be like, you know, the LOL 12 show or whatever the fuck it is. But a lot of people are like, also, I don't know if you, people know this, like Wanda Sykes worked for the NSA. She's the host. And I was she was she was talking about it on a Colbert interview. And she was like, I was just doing stuff. She's like, I had a security clearance. She's like, they might be watching me. still. I don't know. Look, let's 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 move past that. And I'm like, Wanda is a tough is a weird, weird country to be living in. Right. Oh, 100%. 100%. The app has some like big privacy issues too, beyond the right. simple <laughs> fact that it snapshots your porn Shocker. and sends it to <laughs> a pastor. According to Wired, both Covenant Eyes and Accountable to You basically exploited Android's accessibility permissions, allowing them to record every website visited in the device's browser. Wow. <laughs> Yo. So there's just like straight, I mean, it's what, it's what malware and look, does. They're doubling hmm. down too, right? Like, I, I you feel like the Christian people that I I fuck with mm-hmm. truly like look at the teachings of Christ and they distill it to be good to human beings, do right. good whenever possible. And honestly, if you see someone in a situation you would not want to be, then try and find a way to pull that person out of it. Mm-hmm. Like right. really take that message. Yeah. And I for and you know, like the church can't do that right now. Like it's you're in a minority if you're a church that's like super welcoming or whatever. Well, not that you're in a minority of that church that does that, but the ones that are the loudest now are the ones that are excluding people. Yeah. And right. like to double down on this shit was like, well shit, man, if we can't get, you know, more members, then we're gonna keep our members by shaming the fuck out of them or whatever. Yeah. And it's wild to see like that the solution to any of this isn't to fucking box it up and treat this shit like some weird CIA black site, but to have openness <laughs> to say, hey, right. what are you struggling with? That's okay. Like, yeah. we're not so regressive where we're like, oh, you're struggling with your sexual identity or like your your gender presentation or some shit like that. You're like, that's cool. Okay, let's work with that. I feel like Christ would probably fuck with you too. He right. fucked with everybody. And he would say, that's <laughs> fucked up. You feel bad. I don't want that for you. Why? Oh, wow. You feel like you're being shamed. Oh, that's not, it's all love, baby. It's all God, baby. But not <laughs> now. It's always like, it's the, the I guess shame is just such a of just a fucking such a potent tool that I'm sure it's just hard to quit it if you're you know like your whole way of teaching a religion is based on power through you know shame and control. Yeah, experts right. emphasize like this is like shaming people for like demonizing porn and the people who watch porn just results in shame and does not lead to long term positive effects. There's an expert who studies sexual health in this Wired article who said, I've never seen anyone who's been on one of these apps feel better about themselves in the long term. Yeah. These people just end up feeling like there's something wrong with them when the reality is that there likely isn't. But, yeah. Yeah, it's like saying that the solution is more cops. Right. <laughs> it is. It's just <laughs> not. copifying not. your, right. like, every aspect of your life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you need, yeah, you need porn cops on your phone. Right. No, I don't. <laughs> and again, who... Man, if you if you're one of these churches, you'd be like, but but isn't the Lord omniscient? Right. <laughs> yeah. Please. Why why are we 
Why are we Pastor, messing? I actually Googled porn cops trying to find one of these apps, but I found something completely <laughs> different that I couldn't stop looking at. So you might want that's to your see excuse. This. If, if I, I saw the notification went off, I was just looking up porn cops to see what the laws were <laughs> yeah, uh, to exactly. make sure we can apply it. Uh, I thought my neighbor might have been watching something, wanted to see who I had to call. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When I searched Christ porn, I was looking for Christ's take on what pornography right. <laughs> yeah. was. Wasn't some weird, convoluted. <laughs> You know, repressed shit I might have from a lifetime of living in a fucking shame box or some shit. <laughs> Ugh, it's hard, man. It's yeah. Like when again, every every fucking problem we look at in our world right now is just that we need to embrace the idea of treating people humanely. There's no real like policy shit to it. Right. It's either you're helping people or you're taking shit from them and preventing them from living to their fullest. And it's that simple. Like just run it you through can't that fucking filter. Make money off of that. Right. That is that, that there's your problem. That's why that, the that, fuck making the fuck making that much money. And I think that's the second hurdle we have to cross is like not being so fucking entranced by like the idea of like massive amounts of wealth and shit. Yeah, Most mm-hmm. people I know don't want to be fucking wealthy. Yeah. They just no. want to fucking live. They just want to fucking be like, yo, can I eat out every now and then? Can I not fucking be in a state of like worry about like, can I afford to help my parents if they need something or can I right. sustain my own life? That's it. Right. Well, I I think most people sort of confuse what the value of, of money is, right? I think when you right. broke, like, it's like, oh, I want to have a nice house. I want to have food. I want to, you know, have a nice car, all that kind of stuff. But the reality is, if you really, like, broke it down in its simplest form, we're just looking for fucking freedom, right? Like, yeah. the freedom Ability. to do what we feel like doing in that moment to bring us happiness. You know what I mean? If that's taking my family out to dinner, I want to have the freedom to do so, right? If yeah. I see something that I like, I want to have the freedom to, to you know, get it and not feel guilty about it. You know what yeah. I mean? I think or take time to what... go see my kids play fucking school exactly. sports and not have my boss right. be like, okay, well, then you go get fired. Right, right. Well, what? that's the, and then that's what happens when you don't realize what you're actually looking for. Ironically, you're looking for freedom, then you end up getting less of it because you become so obsessed with like right, the, the materialistic, right. tangible uh, part of it. But I think this is the disconnect we're seeing right now is, and it's growing, is that mm. more and more people either don't want to be wealthy or at the very least don't think being happy and able to live and be free should be contingent on being wealthy. And then the reality in America where if something, if an idea is not monetizable, it gets dropped. Like if somebody came Mm -hmm. up with a solution to this that actually worked but didn't make any money, like that's not going to get energy behind it. In America, mm-hmm. America yeah, it's is called only, human kindness, right? <laughs> it's capitalist in the most strict definite, like the the whole society is run by where the capital flows and where. Right. And so it's it's a disconnect that I feel like more and more people are frustrated with. And our economic system and our political system are completely incapable of dealing with that disconnect at the present moment. But yeah, feels like we're mm. moving towards something, but it's not going to be with this this current system. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think that's why, yeah, we got to, you know, like that's what's so wild, too. Again, all of the solutions we're talking about, like they make the first idea you have is probably actually the solution. Right. Like, how do we stop all these shootings? Well, we need better gun control laws. Right. Right. You yeah. know, like not we need boxes that eight six-year-olds can fit inside of and can be blown up with C4 and they will still be safe inside. Like, no, the, right. the, the answer is right there. How do we stop? 
how do we stop all this crime? It's like, well, what's crime? It's people that aren't supported. We need to support right. people so they don't right. feel that compelled to say, to me, a catalytic converter is a meal or right. is a bill paid. Right. And, you know, and completely take out like just to really get down to the idea that all of the fucking suffering we're experiencing is just from the in the unequal distribution of wealth and that we just need to smooth that out. But again, we live in a right. place where the people that are at the levers got all the wealth and they're like, OK, try and come and get this shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, well, we've created a, a country that is like uh, more interested in just placing Band-Aids on things rather than like actually treating the wound itself. And that's yeah. just been like a vicious cycle that's continued on for, for centuries, you know, at this point. And, and that's kind of, I think, the major fault is like, oh, guns are, you know, a problem. Let, yeah, let's give kids a better hiding place rather than like actually going and taking the time to treat the wound. Let's just keep slapping Band-Aids on it until people stop talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, yeah, healing the wounds, again, aren't profitable. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's just true. the absurdity of our times for many centuries now. Mm. Dramos, truly a pleasure having you on yeah. the show. Uh, Thank where you can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Yes, uh, at DJ Dramos, D-R-A-M-O-S on everything. You can you can check me out there. Nice. And what is uh, Life as a Gringo coming back? Yes, uh, actually, uh, today is the season two premiere. So, hey, congratulations. Uh, you guys can can check that out. Thank you, man. I've, I've been working really hard on it. It's amazing to, to be, you know, welcome back with iHeart for a, a second season. So, Man, uh, definitely check that out. Any of my, my Latin brothers and sisters who kind of want to form a little bit more community around some some ideas around personal growth and and talking about many of our experiences. Uh, I hope that you check out the podcast and uh, yeah. I think you'll you'll find some stuff in there you could definitely resonate with. Man, the great New York, New Jersey pronunciation of podcast, by the way. I just had to <laughs> comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm glad I could give you uh, yeah, some sort yeah. of East Coast uh, swag. Oh, yeah, that I felt like I've I always wanted the, the accent. So now it's good that I, I know yeah. that I've, I finally achieved that goal in my life. Yeah. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, I mean, I, I think for me, I'm, I've become obsessed with TikTok, and uh, and I'm a little late to the game. I finally embraced it. But I think uh, this happened a couple weeks ago, but there was a clip from The Daily Show where they had the dude blaming Obama for 9-11. And that just is living rent free in my head. <laughs> and it's something that I just when I get frustrated about all I'm seeing in the world, I remind myself of who I'm dealing with. And that's been bringing me a little bit more peace. There you go. <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. If uh, you're liking basketball because the season's coming back around, check uh, Jack and Miles out on Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties, Mad Boosties. our NBA podcast. And if you like uh, trash reality like I do, then come on by uh, to 420 Day Fiance. Some tweets that I like. This is from Kate Wagner at McMansion Hell tweeted, dude, Hillary praising Mussolini, too, for being a woman has got to be the most unreal PR own goal I've ever witnessed. <laughs> uh, because she was really like, well, you know, that's wow. You know, it's fascist, fascist women now. So that's that's, that's good. <laughs> wow. Too. And yeah. we're like, whoa. OK. <laughs> yeah. Is that on the show that she just dropped on Netflix or where where did she do that? Oh, no, it was like it's on a I think it was an article like in a van. Like she gave Got a. It. Quote, I, I saw like a text sort of clipping of it. So, yeah. Anyway, mm. so love to see it. We love to see it. And then uh, Alien Superstar at Unicorn Yemi tweeted, I am so seriously committed to having a good time whenever possible in this miserable world. Very dead ass about my joy. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should be, too, be dead ass about your joy. Don't fucking compromise that shit. Because again, you're the only one living in your own body. Mm. Mm. Love it. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, tweet I've been enjoying. Noah Garfinkel tweeted, these are the lyrics to the Indiana Jones theme song. And it's just, and it's uh, Dr. Pepper, Mr. Pibb, Dr. Pepper, Mountain Dew, Code Red. Um, <laughs> I just live them rent free in my head. And then also Emily Heller just like tweeted a video she took of, she said, I'm watching the live action Pinocchio and it's so fucking off the wall. We're 30 minutes in and he's playing with a turd on the street. Uh, and that is indeed what is happening in the, in the movie. And I don't know. I've heard a couple of funny people talk about this movie. I think we might need to do a uh, a watch, unofficial right. watch of this, uh, yeah. the new live action Pinocchio by Robert Zemeckis, who, you know, Forrest Gump, Back to the Future, and then just like does not seem to be able to continue to exist in the modern world without <laughs> just the strangest, wildest shit. All right, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Oh, I mean, Brittany Howard, legendary vocalist. I've, I don't have to say anything if you know about the Alabama Shakes. You probably know about her. Uh, but this is a remix by Bad Bad Not Good uh, to the track mm. Tomorrow. So this is the Bad Bad Not Good remix to Brittany Howard's Tomorrow. Um, and it's dope. It just kind of feels like a good... I'm like reluctantly accepting that it's fall. Yeah. So it's a good track to like kind of... Good fall song. Still feels like... Our, still feels like, you're like, yeah, yeah, we still got like a little bit of summer energy. But you also realize, okay, we might have to take the foot off the summer pedal a little bit. Can, mm. can so. I just interject as somebody on the East Coast and just say, fuck you guys, okay? As you're... <laughs> You're talking about, oh, I'm dreading fall fall over here in LA. These LA falls, my goodness, I have to pull out a sweater. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be buried under snow in about a month, so I don't want to hear it. Look, (laughs) I'll trade with you. I Look, my whole outfit, I I was telling somebody the other day, I have no summer clothing. Mm. Like, I wear the same, like, shorts and t-shirt shit. Also, I have no drip in the summer. All of my clothing style investment has gone into, like, like fall winter clothing because I that shit just feels more fun to me than wearing well, like I will top. give you that it is far better but everybody yeah. who says I would love to to experience the seasons says that until they have to actually experience, experience the, seasons the seasons and like yeah. I know you know what I feel like that. what I need is to like do like a real like miles on assignment in like right. Manitoba Canada <laughs> and like fucking like really go there with it and they're like oh okay right. motherfucker you built for it and then be like day three I wanna go home <laughs> Day three, my seasonal affective disorder light is not working. (laughs) (laughs) Just a close up on your face with like the tear running down. Yeah. Freezing on his cheek. It's just a single tear frozen on his cheek. Yeah, exactly. And it turns into a permanent scar. They think I have like a red tattoo. They're like, oh man, that's when I was crying in Manitoba, Canada in the dead of winter. That shit burned my skin. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. 
happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 